I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics, and I'm located in Southgate, Kentucky. And I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Monroe, Washington. And welcome to Wheel Talk. All right, so today we're talking about a question that I got through Instagram that I thought would spark a good uh, discussion between Becca and I. We have different perspectives on it, I feel like, because I knew early on what I wanted to do going into college, and this kind of relates to what a college student asked me as they're trying to determine what they want to pursue in their degree post, you know, post-graduation and kind of what they want to do with their lives, basically, after after they graduate and start a real job. So, I don't know, Becca, if you want to uh, start with a question, since you have it on your side, and we can uh, kind of go from sure. there. Yeah, so the question is, well, I'll just read the whole question that he got. It says, I'm an inspiring craftsperson. I love to make things with my hands since I could remember. I'm now in college, took a foundation year in media fundamentals, and now I have to decide between what I love doing and what I would earn money doing. How did you decide you wanted to venture into ceramics and when did you eventually make the choice? Question mark. Right. So I, it sounds like she's a, I think, I think she's early on in her college. So she's probably doing foundation classes about freshman, sophomore year where she's determining like what her major needs to be. It yeah. sounds like. And I, I took those classes too. So that, I mean, those could be for a minor or a major. It's kind of determinant on what your, um, next semester, two semesters are going to be as you're starting to get into those nitty gritty classes where you're actually working towards something that's not gen ed stuff. So, um, so from my perspective, I, I still have to respond to her cause I wanted to get a good response and have time to focus on it. And from my perspective, when I was going into college, I wouldn't say that I knew what I wanted to do after college, but I knew like what field I was comfortable in that was going to be secure enough after graduating that I would have a job security and a good chance of getting a decent job. And that's where I ended up doing the computer information technology. I, I mean, I didn't really take any like computer classes and stuff before college, like in high school and take some of those like programming classes or website classes or whatever that they offer sometimes in high schools. They probably offer a lot more of those nowadays, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of went into it that I definitely liked the ceramic side of it, but I didn't want to risk going, going at it full steam as a major for like a, a bachelor of fine arts or a bachelor of arts or whatever. And I wanted a security and I think it obviously depends on what kind of person you are. Like, would you be happy with something like that? Was I happy enough in that field? Honestly, going into college, I didn't say like, I'm going to be a website developer going into college. I was kind of like, Hey, I like tinkering around with computers. I feel like I'm pretty savvy on the computer. And, you know, I, I didn't really want to do like tech support stuff. Cause that's, I mean, basically any, like you don't have to get a degree to do tech support, but, um, I knew I was just like kind of tech savvy ish and I would kind of figure out from the classes I took what kind of route I was going to take. And 
that's kind of where I went with it. And what about you? Did you go Wait, in no, I have a qu- did you get a I bachelor's a in something specific or Okay. I have a question. First, did you when did you meet Rachel? Was it during college? Um because I also feel like that has to do with it too. Your spousal situation, like you know, did you did you and Rachel I forget, did you meet in college and then get married after right after? Yeah, we got married two years after college. We we technically like met freshman year in college, but Okay. Honestly she says she remembers meeting me. I don't remember that <laughs> moment exactly. Because <laughs> we lived in the same dorm, but I don't exactly remember the discussion. But so that's kind of a strike against me, I guess. But yeah, um, typical man. We basically we basically started talking and like whatnot in oh man, I'm gonna forget this. Probably junior senior year, I want to say. So I was already well into my degree and okay. determining what I wanted to do. It wasn't reliant on like what. Because when you're in college, like, you're not thinking when you're dating someone, like, oh, I need to think about my prospects of, like, what our marriage is going to look like after college. Because we get married, and then it determines on, like, who's making what money versus that person. I just kind of base it on myself. I would totally think that. I would totally think that. But I'm, like, a planner in that regard. That's just my my nature. You would think you would think that way that depending on who you're dating at that time that it could be long term because you're kind of at that point in your life. No, that I you're, feel you're like kind of getting that. in your twenties. Or you thought I'm, I would be that way because I'm a planner. No, I would be that way. Like I know things very early on, so if it was somebody that was like, whatever, this is just a fling, then I wouldn't care. But if it was somebody that I knew it was going to be like serious, then I'd be like, okay, let's like figure this out because. I don't want to make the wrong choice. Yeah. But that's just but, who I am, too. But I just think individually you should you should make those decisions based on your own so drive and your own motivations and what not, you're yeah, yeah, what you're willing to do and what you what yeah. you enjoy doing versus, you know, what's going to suck the life out of you to do. I'm not <laughs> saying that that was a that's a positive quality of mine. I'm just saying it is <laughs> it's, it is a quality of mine. Um, okay, so for me, I actually went into college as a graphic design major, which I find to be a common denominator, common denominator around um, ceramic artists. I feel like a ton of ceramic artists were in graphic design. Um, it has kind of that design feel but it's a little bit more hands-on so it's like almost getting to industrial design but not quite <laughs> not the not the extent of schooling you know um so i went in as graphic i also designer. feel like a lot of artists want to go in as graphic designers anyway so like that's an easy thing to just say i want to be a graphic designer oh for sure because you can make money doing graphic design like i honestly i would have never thought about going into um going in as a fine art major, which is, that is what I ended as. I would have never thought about going in as a fine art major, uh, because there was no money in that. I grew up in a, an extremely, like, you know, conservative, fiscally conservative household. My dad, I'm sure, was rolling in his grave when I told him I was going into art. And, not that he's dead, but he will be, eventually, (laughs) and he will be rolling in his grave, eventually. Um, but no, uh, I 
So I had no intention of going into fine art. I grew up in a very stable, you know, lifestyle. Um, and so when I went in for graphic design and I got through it and then I got to web design, which is ironic, I was like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> and, um, it was for that and because I didn't want to work for anybody. And like, you know, the bad decisions that customers make about their own logos, they're like, oh, this should be green. And you're like, no, it should not. Definitely should not. <laughs> but you have to do what they want. So anyway, I when I switched to ceramics, I think that I just naturally decided that, you know, all through college, my professors were like, if you're going to be an artist and if you're going to major in art, there's a possibility that you're going to be a bank teller and have a kind of a crappy job and do art on the side and that's just your life. And that's not a bad life per se. It's just the life that you're going to do, you know? And so right. I kind of like you know, geared myself up for that almost. When I graduated college, I was like, when I graduated cum laude, like I didn't, you know, I'm not dumb or anything, but I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to get a side job and I'll do art on the side and, and keep doing it and, you know, do it two hours a day or whatever. And then I think that as time kind of went by, I was doing that. I was you know, I worked at Sherwin-Williams, and I had art, uh, ceramics on the side. And then I worked at a painting company, and I had ceramics on the side. It's always been like that. And then when it arose to be that opportunity, I was like, okay. But it is for sure 100% my personality because I can count on one hand the amount of people in my graduating college class that are still doing art on a regular basis, you know, I'm a very determined yeah. person. Like you can't, you cannot go into an art degree and say I am going to do this and I'm going to see to like succeed at this and not do art. Like you have to do it at least two hours a day or whatever. You have to keep the practice up. Um, yeah, it can't, and it can't be at some point I'm going to do it or I'm going to make that jump when I'm ready. Because right. I mean. I think no. you have to do it. You have to do it as you're going along and as you're taking these other jobs and using your spare time to not say, oh, I need to decompress from my day job. You need to like, right. use those hours. If you're really motivated, then you need to use that extra time that you're not sleeping and not working to exactly. work on art stuff. Yeah, and I like. I think it's... Um, I. You know, when I read that question, uh, and they literally said, uh, I have to decide between what I love doing and what I would earn money doing, immediately like, in my head I was like, well, obviously you should major in something you're going to earn money at. And then, <laughs> and then you should keep doing what you love doing on the side, kind of like what you're doing, because, right. and not because oh, it's the safe bet. That is not the reason I would say. The reason I would say it is because look at how many different skills you can have under your belt. You know? Uh, I wish that I yeah. would have gotten into ceramics and done engineering. Like, that would have been so much fun for me. I love engineering. And I could have had another skill under my belt that is, you know, a backup plan or just something I really like doing. If I did switch to ceramics or, you know... Um, having that option is really a, like take college to the most that it's going to give you, 
you can learn how to do ceramics anywhere literally anywhere like you can find a class you can find a teacher you can be an apprentice right. you can you can find it anywhere but can you find a quantum physics class anywhere <laughs> no <laughs> you can only find that at college <laughs> not without going back to school <laughs> yeah so i i guess yeah. that's what i would typically go for and depending on what school you're at, I mean, I got a pretty good minor in ceramics. Like, I feel like I got a well-rounded rounded minor. And I didn't have to do all the fancy art stuff. Like, I didn't care about that. I cared about the classes and the the making the forms and getting studio time and doing the alternative firings, like wood firing and raccoon right. firing and all those kind of skills that you, you lose that ability once you're graduated, honestly, unless there's a community studio that you can do that stuff. But it's not very cost. It's kind of expensive, honestly, to take some of those classes, or you know, yeah. obviously you're not going to probably... one of those kilns just one off unless you know some people, you know. Totally, you probably got a far superior education in ceramics than I did, actually. Um, we have amazing I... resources at Northern Kentucky University. They're right. awesome. My, I went to a school that was super engineering. It the art department literally like tanked while I was there. They shut down the art department while I was my in my senior year. Um, not shut it down, but you can't get a fine arts degree anymore. It has to be a graphic design degree or a like a an arts minor. Yeah, so, some of those degrees like graphic design fall weird in some college colleges mm -hmm. the way that they they're categorized because sometimes they're not considered art at all. They're considered like a meat, like a, I want to say like a science or something like, like a, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. But maybe they're not always under the like school of arts, like a fine art kind of thing. Ours was under the right. environmental design school because we had a really big landscape architecture program and a really big architecture program. Yeah. So that's what it was under. And so it never really fit, and the dean was a, he was not a fan of the arts, so. Anyway, but I, I would, I would. Yeah, so. Yeah, I would potentially, and, and you know, my teacher, the one that was the production potter, Larry Bruning, he always said that it's a waste. He was like, it's a waste to get your degree in ceramics or pottery, which I don't know if I completely agree with, but I could see his point, you know, there's. A hundred, some of the best potters in the world are out in the middle of Ohio, and they don't talk to anybody. You know, like it's, right. you can always find somebody that's talented to teach you. You don't have to pay the cost of a a college tuition to do it. Um, I feel like ceramics is one of those crafts uh, genres. You know, much like welding or uh, masonry or anything like that where you can learn as an apprentice. But does it, do you, are you missing out on finding your own, like, type of work that you want to make by having access to resources totally. like wood kilns and raccoon kilns and all that kind of stuff? Like, you're not going to get that, the, no. that gamut of right. options and I think that in the, a lot of, like, yeah. studios. That's true. So, yeah, it totally depends, too. Like, you know, if you want to go into, like, production pottery, if you already know what you want to do, um, if you've gotten a taste of it in college. I guess that I'm saying that um, 
I'm saying that under the assumption that you're in college now, you're deciding to get your degree in engineering, and there's a studio there, but and you can like go part time, and then maybe afterwards you're like, oh hey, I want to do an apprenticeship. Like there's always a resource somewhere. Right. Know? Yeah. 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 So uh, so our my answer would be. Hmm. I, I, I mean, it ultimately comes down to self-awareness. Like, what are you going to be happy doing? Are you, do you have enough interest in some other area that will make you money? Because honestly, for me, if I wasn't doing this and I was doing the, the ceramic stuff and like, I would be struggling a lot and I don't, I mean, I think I could push myself, but it would take so much more effort and drive to get there. And it's so much easier on me now. And I kind of feel guilty about that sometimes because I'm taking it that route and I'm not going the typical route and I'm less like artsy or less of an artist for that, that way because I'm not taking the hard way, um, that other artists go through when they, I feel like you know, you're smart, get it, get a degree. But I mean, I'm like, Hey, I can make all this money and do all this stuff and enjoy traveling and make my pots in the nights and weekends and learn how to actually sell work, learn what customers actually like that I make? What do I enjoy making versus not like making? Um, you know, what shows are good? What shows aren't good? I can save for retirement now, and it's going to yeah. build over 30 or 40 years until I retire. You know, it's going to build over time. I think that... And that compounding, like, is going to help me in the long run that I can't do if I'm, you know, struggling artist that came and make my bills much less safe for retirement or something like that, you know? And your job has honestly helped you immensely on the back end of, of your like pottery career. Like, you know, the Instagram end, the algorithms, like all those things. Like I d didn't know you before college, but I would venture to say that you, uh, with your job, you've learned a lot about algorithms and how to manipulate the tech system in a way and uh so you know it's it's greatly affected your career now as a potter yeah i, I would say the most the most beneficial thing besides just the the skills of programming or like web design and stuff like that and what making it making things easier and simpler for customers to interact with is like focusing more on the analytics side and like the corporate business that I work for, they make their decisions very much based on data and analytics to drive the most efficient way to get customers to buy products and stuff like that. So making data driven decisions based on proven information and analytics behind like what customers are actually doing and what drives the most actual business and purchasing is probably like the most beneficial thing that I've learned from my day job, I would say. And that ties into like what products I'm making and spending time making things that I know will sell or putting things on the back burner that maybe I can, I can do away with making that. It doesn't give me so much joy making it that I'm willing to do it when people are going to buy it. Like it, it gives me more joy to make it when I know it's going to sell and know people are going to appreciate it more. Yeah. 
I would say uh, my answer to the question is twofold, I think. I, I have two different answers. I have two scenarios. The first scenario is go ahead and do it and, like, be an artist, but you have to be... I'm not bragging here, but you have to be the type of person I am where you have to be able to go, 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 go until there is no more. <laughs> you know, I don't have a family. I don't have... I have cats. That's it. Um, but I, I don't have, con I like have my parents, but they're in a different state. I don't have like any immediate connection that is holding me down to, uh, you know, I can be at the studio until four in the morning if I wanted to. There's nobody telling me, hey, come back, come home. There's nobody that I have to split my time with. Um, which I think that there is a huge benefit to having somebody else to tell you to come home because that's healthy. <laughs> um, but, right. uh, like, I've always kind of struggled, actually, with that fact. But I say if you do get your degree in art and you do go with something that you quote-unquote love, then take the appropriate business classes. You know, uh, get an, at the very beginning, get a job at a small business and see how they're doing their business. You know, or find a mentor that will teach you how to do everything that you need to know with taxes or anything like that. Um, I've been extremely lucky. I think that I've been led in certain ways throughout my adult life that have put me in certain positions to to help me succeed where I am now. Um, and then if you, and then if you do um, choose to go with you know doing something that makes money, keep doing your pottery. Like, keep doing the ceramics. Uh, I actually just bought my employee a wheel because she is, she's crazy. And she's majoring in, like, she's doing two science majors and then a minor in neuroscience. So she's doing, like, biology and, like... Wow. Bi I think it's biology and uh, civil engineering and then a minor in neuroscience. And I was like, are you going to have an extracurricular? <laughs> <laughs> because you need, <laughs> like you need to have some sanity you know I think that it's um, if you are going to do a crazy job that earns a lot of money you need to carve out the time to do what you love and then maybe that will morph into something that is profitable for you uh, you know like Ryan says I mean he's I think he's planning on eventually you know switching over but uh, he's taking steps to do that a lot of people will say that they're going to do it and they won't do it. And that's the thing is you have to be extremely uh, dedicated to what your plan is. I think that if you love ceramics, if you love pottery, or I don't, this person actually never said that pottery was their thing. But if they love painting or whatever, I think that it's important to dedicate time to make sure that that is a significant part of your life. Because for some people... Having it be a hobby is actually far more enjoyable than having it be a job. Because from somebody who does have it as a job, don't think that it's not going to become a job. You know? Um, yeah. I know a few people that, oh, I love what I do. I've been doing it for 20 years, and I envy them to the fullest. But I also know a lot of people that are like, I really don't want to get up this morning. I really don't want to do this. But I have to because it's my job. And it takes a little bit of a way. That doesn't mean that you don't lose the love 
of pottery that you've always had. You know, I still love going to the studio and I still love sitting down and just throwing for four hours. But do I get to do that very often? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know, I right now I'm a full-fledged businesswoman, so that's probably 10, 20% of my life right now. And so that is something that you have to really consider. Owning a business in your passion is not you doing your passion all the time. It is you doing your passion probably 20, 30, 40% of the time and doing the business right. 70% of the time. So that's, and no matter how good of an my, artist you are, that's not going to like put the the small business knowledge that you need like on the back burner. You're not going to out art your business side of it. You have to still learn how to sell and manage a business and stuff like that. Right. Like, are you a person that wants to be self-employed? Like Becca said, she didn't want to work for someone else. I don't know if she became a small business owner because she didn't want to work for someone else or she wanted to work for someone else. So, or she wanted to work for herself yeah. more than not working for others. So that kind yeah, of I don't know why I became I mean, a business owner. That's still a question. I was talking. I mean, I uh, feel like you have to do one or the other, right? You have to yeah. either work for yourself or you have to work for someone else. There's like, I mean, sometimes, really in between, so. sometimes I sit and I'm like, I daydream about working for somebody else and like going home at night at like six. I daydream about it. And I'm like, man, that better be nice. I was talking to this guy at the bar next door. <laughs> um, and he, it's so funny because everybody always says it does pay off. It pays off. And I was talking to him and he's actually retired because he invented some weird thing for helicopters. And, uh, he was like, yeah, well, I own my own business. And I was like, and he goes, and now I'm retired. And I'm going to look at him. And I was like, you mean it does pay off? And he's like, no, it actually does. <laughs> like, no shit, it actually does pay off. I'm like, no. <laughs> I, nice. <laughs> I know so many people that are small business owners that are working. They're on the work till you die program, you know, and they're going to work until they're 85 years old. And which is right fine if you like working and um but that is the realism of owning your own business like unless you have some crazy scenario that takes off and goes crazy and you have a you know you're steve madden and have a freaking shoe company that's billion dollars of revenue um you are just another ant in the pile of America. And you got to work hard until you die. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like and I'm, it's I'm being up a to you. Now. Like you are, it, it's all on you. Like nobody cares whether you succeed or not necessarily. Like you have to have right. drive to succeed yourself and push yourself to do right. what you want to do. The no one else is going to push you into the studio. No. Determination is 100% of the game. I feel so like I I've just got all depressing it, uh... and stuff. I'm just being real. <laughs> I do like my life. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a perspective on like going to master's degrees for like ceramics, but what's your Ooh, let's perspective hear it. on that? No, I want to hear yours. <laughs> I just spent 25 minutes talking. What did you... So I mean, I... I mean, we already kind of talked about, like, getting a bachelor's and stuff like that in ceramics, that those skills, it's good to get those skills, but 
I mean, I think it ultimately depends on what you want to be like known for or what you want your foot in the door for. Do you want to be known as like a gallery person with to be known in the art world or the ceramics world or painting world or whatever? And I feel like in ceramics, you can just like enjoy throwing pots. Well, yeah. I feel like if you just enjoy pots and you want to learn to be a production potter or whatever, like what's the point in going to get a master's? Because I think you benefit way more. And honestly, the money you're putting into a master's, you need to learn how to sell your shit. And you're just getting more in debt and staying in academia and relying on these resources that, like, the studios provide and the colleges provide. That you need to kind of, like, figure that out yourself with work you're making. I I mean, I know you make more work and you kind of get... You're not so tied to what you've made in the past during college or whatever, and you're kind of building on your kind of your art background, I guess, of getting more well-rounded of why you're doing what you're doing. But I don't know. I think it just benefits to make work more so than staying in co- in college or masters or whatever to get more education. I mean, oh. There's a lot of degrees that you can get that you make more money, and it makes more sense to get a higher education past a bachelor's, but. I mean, art, I, I feel like I don't see the benefit of getting a, a higher education in art. I, ooh, this is good because my opinion on this is ever evolving. Um, I would have agreed with you probably five weeks ago. <laughs> I feel like more and more recently I have noticed a bunch of people that are highly, highly successful in ceramics. Uh, not to mention, I'm, I'm going to say this first, that if you don't get a master's, you can't teach at the college level. And a lot of ceramicists make their money teaching in the higher education system. So that's a lot of the backing behind getting a master's. I know that for sure. Um, but right. That, so that's, I thought of that too, but I'm like assuming you're not teaching. But Yeah, like yeah, we're, we're assuming that, you're not yeah. teaching here. I've never had a master's. Obviously, you haven't either um, in ceramics. Uh, I don't even have a bachelor's in ceramics, but... See, you don't even have a bachelor's in ceramics. I'm looking, knows... I'm looking at it from the money side of it. That I don't, that's kind of where yeah. I'm coming from. We're coming from the business side. But, um, yeah, so I personally don't think that I would benefit from a master's in ceramics. I learned from a lady that got her master's in ceramics, and she made the coolest little animal cups. And she was in debt, and I know that my professor in college was in debt quite a bit, and I ne- that never appealed to me just because of the debt. But I I do see a lot of the very like intricate, um, detailed ceramics that I really admire. I know that most of those people have gotten their masters in ceramics. So I think that the difference is that when you get your masters, you have another two years that are really focused on ceramics. And if you were to go into pottery, like if you, let's say that you graduated in ceramics and then went right into a business of ceramics, then you're hopping right into the, I have to sell towards a market phase. And you don't have those next two years to kind of like, be like, what do I like to do? Or what are these things that um, appeal to me? You have to jump right into the, uh, you know, selling towards a person, uh, like kind of what I did. So. Uh, so Ryan, you've done wood firing. Have you done charcoal firing and raku firing, right? 
Have you done soda? Yeah. I have not done soda. Uh, I did like a salt firing in high school, but that was about it. I There's a soda kiln at Queen City Clay nearby that they have cone 6 and cone 10. And I've been talking with Lacey there about getting some pieces in there and some test tiles in there to do it for nice. fun, kind of, at some point That'd be cool. this year. So, okay, so there's an example, right? So, um, and, uh, Ryan went to an extremely clay profiting school, um, and he's had time to kind of, like, experiment in clay. I went to a very clay, like, it wasn't super focused on clay. Um, I've done a charcoal firing and a gas, and cone 10 gas firing and then electric firing. And that is it. I've never done Raku, partly because my professor hated it. Uh, I've never done wood. I've never done soda. So I'm extremely focused in my techniques and my where my profession lies. I wouldn't say, like, you know, I would never go into a college class and say, hey, I know how to do this when I haven't, you know, even ever done half of the firings. But that doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I do. But uh, had I, like, had a master's in ceramics, I would have gotten to experience that. You know, I would have gotten to experience yeah. all of the things. Um, however, do I think that it makes you more money in the end? No. That's my, <laughs> that's my short Unless you're teaching and it's a requirement. Unless you're teaching and it's, and it's a requirement. Do I think it makes you more money? No. Do I think it can be valuable? Yes. Do I think it's worth the money? No. So, um, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so we kind of sit in the same ballpark. We sit in the same ballpark, yeah. I, I mean, I think it, it ultimately comes down to the person. Like, do oh, yeah, totally. some, some people, people that you had a master see value in it? Yes. Do they, I don't know. Also, I'm just not as interested in the art side of it and the meaning behind it. Like, I want right. to know how I can run the business and make money and make what I like making and kind of, I... I I rely on the customer feedback to determine what I like making because it makes me feel enjoyment and pride in the work more when I know a customer is going to appreciate it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't, I'm not making what I don't like because I'm appeasing the customer. It's just, that's what gets me enjoyment by fulfilling what they like and what they enjoy seeing and appreciating in my work. It's not like, oh, I'm this big artsy person and I'm telling you what... I want you to enjoy, or I'm making what I'm making, and I don't care what you say because, right? You know, I do what I want. It's not, yeah, yeah. That's that is interesting. I think that you know, if I was okay, so here's a question: If you were at, like, if there was no money involved at all, but only there was an effect of money afterwards. I, I guess, but if there's no money at all involved, like you didn't have to pay any money and didn't have to go into debt, what would you master's in? What would you, what would you get your master's in? Anything. Entrepreneurship. <laughs> like business? Entrepreneurship, probably. Is entrepreneurship, you can get a master's in entrepreneurship? I have no idea. I would just um, get a bachelor's in it, probably. I don't know. <laughs> you would just make up a master's? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't... I, so you're saying it's basically fun money. It's just extra. It, you could just spend the, the time to do this. The government's paying for it. Government's but I mean, you're. But I mean, you're. 
you have to work hard for it, so you obviously have to yeah. enjoy it. Um, so, so what would you get your master's in? I, I mean, it could be ceramic. I don't know. It ultimately still has an effect on your day-to-day stuff. I mean, yeah. it's going to take time out of well, my day, so I probably wouldn't no, do let's, it. But. Okay, okay, we're talking perfect world that you have, like, all the time in the world. Um, like, there was no <laughs> Okay, so it's for funsies. There's, like, I get inherited, like, 500 grand or something, and I've just right. got time to do whatever. I'm not in a and rush. And you get to take two years much. off, and you're going to start at the same spot you ended, and you got a master's. What would you get? Okay. Hmm. I mean, I'd, hmm. it'd probably be, like, yeah, it'd probably be, like, entrepreneurship or business or something like that. I would get a master's in industrial design. Yeah. Yeah. I really like. Is that is that considered under? Is that considered art, or is that was does that fall under like an engineering kind of? No, it's a it's kind of a hybrid. It's kind of a hybrid between architecture and graphic design, and and engineering. So, you know, it's what our furniture, like your can opener, anything that's designed. I, I just, um, I've always been interested in design, but I've always been interested in product design, essentially. You know, like how bottles are made or how, you know, the Apple charger is made or the computer. And um, I find that the, the pieces that I sell that are engineered the most like this so I have a wine glass right and it's heavy at the bottom it's got a thin rim it's got a thumb dent and it's a certain height and it's like everything about it has been thought about and I would not say that any of my other pieces are as as thought out as as this piece um, and it's the one that I sell the most because I like it the most <laughs> because I'm like hey right. that one has this and this and this and this and this because it's cool you know and I, I get excited about the design. And I think that um, if I went for industrial design, I would really enjoy uh, being able to, de- to to design pots better. That's my answer. Cool. <sighs> if only we lived in that world. If only we lived in that world. Oh, gosh. That'd be nice. Yeah. Alright, so should we wrap it up for the day? I think so. That was a short one, but I liked it. Alright, so thank you all for listening. We really appreciate your support. And we'll be back hopefully next week with some more good stuff for you. Yeah. And uh, thanks for sticking around. See you guys. Bye, guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can reach Ryan at, at RD Ceramics on Instagram and me at Five Lines Pottery Studio on Instagram. We look forward to continuing this podcast and we are having so much fun. I hope you continue to listen and remember to share it with your friends.